This podcast contains coarse language, adult themes, and spoilers. My name's Peach. And for the past couple of years, I've been helping my friend Shag overcome his childhood aversions to everyday foods in the podcast Fussy Eater. Now it's his turn to help me conquer my phobia of scary movies over one spooky night in the FBI studios, one Wikipedia synopsis at a time. This is Spooko. If you're going to tell them everything, <laughs> tell them I'm a good kisser. <laughs> tell them all the things you told me in your passionate whispers. Tell them I'm a good kisser. Do, 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 do. Shag, is today's going to be, or sorry, is the next one going to be about a sort of bitter breakup where all the protagonist wants is to be told that what the spurned ex-lover said was that she was a good kisser? I am enjoying... Tell him I'm a good kisser! (laughs) I'm enjoying this new development in which you've had sex, and that's the main thing. (laughs) Oh, it's an exciting time. (laughs) (laughs) But added heaps, so it's like a defining part of your character. So it's like, Peach, battle rapper, lawyer, had sex, precious. My favourite was probably the sex, (laughs) (laughs) if I had to choose. All right. Okay. Okay. Mm. Okay. 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 So, I I often think that one of the reasons why I became so fascinated, you know, with horror films in like, you know, my early 20s, and it's sort of, you know, probably continued ever since. (laughs) What's up, Rashes? And it's probably continued ever since, Mm. is because when I was a kid, and, you know, we're essentially the same age, although you're just a little bit younger. Mm -hmm. We grew up in the era of video and then DVD stores Mm. where the films were split into categories. And especially when you're a kid, the forbidden aisle was the horror aisle where everything was like M or R, but mostly R. And they all had these amazing covers that would... The covers themselves would give you nightmares. The border was always black. Yes, and if it was bright green, it was like alien-y related of some egg with something coming out. If it was bright orange, it was sort of something spooko coming out. Yeah. And if there was weird sort of... Um, um, oh, gosh, my vocabulary is gone. Reshes, you don't always help. This time you've taken my, my vocabulary. Mm-hmm. But sort of faded photos superimposed onto into each other. You're like, ooh, that is going to be spooko. Yeah. And... For me, I, mm. I, you know, the 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 ultimate thing mm. would be if you snuck into that aisle while it was sort of empty, so you could actually properly have a look at these yes. films. When you found one that you thought, "Wow, that actually looks really spooky," and then you turned it around, and you could read, read a little bit back. more about yes. it and see some actual footage from the film, and you might see you might see some blood, you might see uh, a monster. Yes. That would be enough to scare me as a kid. And I think because of that, because of that, you know, there was that forbidden nature of it. Growing up, it became something that I really, really wanted to see. But you know what? I think one of the things about that is, though, Mm. 
until I actually started watching these films, they seemed almost unreal to me. You know, because you're used to, like, the films you see... I'm with you. ...were so far away from that. I almost thought, oh, well, they can't... That, they that's, can't be that scary. Yeah, or, like, they can't... You, you can't see someone die. Or, you know, like, it just... It felt like something that wouldn't exist. Uh, I don't like where we're going, but yes, I understand. Because so that's basically how I feel now. <laughs> so, so, so I remember mm. being in high school and... Me too. Mm. Yeah, and you know, yeah, fuck high school. But <laughs> I remember this one guy, and you know, I'm not gonna say his name, but he was telling me about a film that he had seen on the weekend, and I remember thinking that film doesn't exist. No way a film could be like Why that. Why aren't we saying his name? Like we can. Nah, let's oh. just. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, <laughs> he would sponsor the sponsor the show. His name is not Rashes. Okay. All right. All right. Go on with you. So. I remember him telling me about this film and mm. I distinctly remember thinking it's not a real film. Like, and even though it wasn't like I was thinking he was lying. It's not that. It was just like my brain just didn't comprehend. I was like, it doesn't exist. It's not yep. a real film. That doesn't exist. Yep. And it was only till a couple of years ago I looked it up because I remember this thought. I remember having this feeling and thinking, oh, I wonder if that film exists. And I looked it up and it totally did. Ugh. Turns out it's a total cult film and it is pretty fucked up but also kind of strangely funny because it's from the early 90s when humor uh, came into horror movies in a big way so today what? we're doing a film about an evil doctor and we talked about doctors before so you know there you go uh how how what good timing it's a film called dr giggles what even doing here <laughs> that's this is really weird i feel like you didn't like that trailer very much i really didn't because there's something about <laughs> doctors and being put under anesthetic where you have to go yep trust cool yeah you're literally putting me out where you can do literally anything you i can have cut. never thought about that oh my gosh that is a scary thought exactly so there we are i can do absolutely nothing you could cut my eyeball out of my whatever Ooh. you could remove my nose you could pull out all my teeth. You could just take my heart out and that's just game over. You could remove my nose. Oh, my God. Just absolutely, literally anything you could do. It just Even if the weave even just thought crossed your mind, you're like, hmm, I might just fucking cut off Shag's nose. Uh, wouldn't that be funny? The fact that going under a general anesthetic is such a day-to-day thing remains... Bizarre. The fact that we forget it's fucking scary and you're essentially surrendering literally your life to the hands of the anaesthetist, I'm sure is very, very good. We act for some anaesthetists. They're awesome. Right up there with second tier lenders. They're my favorites. And the surgeon, Shag, I think you're the sibling of a surgeon. Not a surgeon, a doctor. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Forget it then. Brendan, don't worry. One day you'll be a real um, doctor. That's fine. Um, (laughs) Will Brendan get pissed off with me? I I mean, let's find out. What's up, Brendan? (laughs) What's up, Clive Barker? You have a history of (laughs) saying not the best things around my family. (laughs) Is that? <laughs> no, like, I mean, I do too. Like, your 21st speech 
Let's yeah, that do, was yeah. um, that was sixteen years <laughs> ago <was> now, <laughs> and my mum thinks you're the greatest person that's ever been born. But there was a time. There was a time. No, mum was like, James, why did you let Thomas say such a thing? <laughs> she blamed you. For <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> it's like I'm aware that Thomas is the greatest person of all time. <laughs> um. It's scary. And also going back to those quotes where it's like, the only limits you have are the ones you put on yourself. Oh, the motivational quotes. Mo- but, but if we go back to them, yep. you rely on people all the time in your life. Like yep. you, you, you can't... Fellow you can't drivers, man. Driving, you forget that it's the scariest thing ever. That's you a really good real point. Fast. If everyone, like everyone obeys the rules, if one person doesn't, everyone mm. could be fucked. Mm. Gosh, the world is a scary place. And it doesn't need evil doctors whose catchphrase is just a maniacal giggle but that is where we are with dr giggles i'm this is a real spook out because despite the weirdness there's a whisper of real world spooks in here so how do you feel as well Mm. as you know as as a newbie horror fan Mm. about the trope of Uh, i say "Mm," to allow you to continue the question but yes as the bad guys whose whole thing is that they laugh like and it's a scary laugh yeah really don't like it i'd prefer to be like i'm the meanest hell demon from the kill dimension of pain yep gotcha yep 100 cool let's i hate that but the ones who are like, oh, don't worry about it. Okay. All right. So, in the town of Moorhai in 1957... Good name. Don't know why we need to go f- that far back in history, but... The patients of Dr. Evan Rendell kept disappearing. After some investigation, the citizens of Moorhai found that he and his son, Evan Jr., nicknamed Dr. Giggles for his hideous laugh were ripping out patients' hearts in an attempt to bring back the doctor's dead wife. Uh, 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 okay, why didn't... Anyway, yep. The townspeople stoned Dr. Rendell to death, but Evan Jr. disappeared. Cool. <laughs> so 35 years later, Dr. Giggles escapes from a mental asylum. Again, like this, the whole... Exactly. Strong agree. Mm-hmm. Strong agree. Shaming mental health, people suffering from mental illness. Killing everyone in his path. In Moor High, 19-year-old Jennifer Campbell, her boyfriend Max Anderson and their friends are planning their summer break. Jennifer, upset that her father is dating again shortly after her mother's death, is further angered when she is diagnosed with a heart condition and is forced to wear a heart monitor to determine if she needs surgery. Uh, I'm not looking forward to this. Yeah, okay. Meanwhile, Dr. Giggles breaks into his father's abandoned office and starts going through the doctor's old files, gathering a list of names. He begins to stalk and kill several of the town's relatives. Oh, okay. All right. Off we go. Residents, including Jennifer's friends. R.I.P. Craps. Jennifer comes home from a party and decides that she's had enough of her heart monitor and dumps it in a fish tank. Jennifer's father finds her heart monitor and goes to look for her, leaving his girlfriend Tamara behind to also be killed by Dr. Giggles. Oh, uh, uh, it's all, okay. So all right. Dr. Giggles, so we've, we've, we've had a lot of kill scenes. Yeah, He's Christ. just going around killing people. Yeah, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Why are we calling him... Anyway, yes, let's he, do it. He's called Dr. Giggles because he laughs. He goes, hee! Yeah. Does this one suck? This one, I've got a real strong vibe of suck. It's... It's jokey, it's low budget, but it is absolutely a cult film. 
Like, people still remember it and watch it to this day. All right. If anyone's listening to this who likes Dr. Gill, you suck. And um, get off the podcast. Jennifer returns to the party and sees Max kissing another girl. Mm. Distraught, she runs into a house of mirrors. That's... <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a real escalation. Hang on. So we're at a party house. Yeah. And she promptly runs into a house of mirrors. I went to Melbourne's Lunar Park the other week, as yeah. you know. Yeah. There was a house of mirrors in there. And yeah. I was like, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> we'll see about this house of mirrors, <laughs> Melbourne's Lunar Park. And I was deceived twice in a space that I conservatively estimate was about three metres by four metres. So, you know, it's tough times. So Dr. Giggle sees Jennifer run into the House of Mirrors and notices that she has the same heart condition as his mother and goes after her. From a distance. Wow, that's impressive long-distance diagnosis. <laughs> which, which, which makes it feel like the whole film's a shame because he's clearly a very gifted doctor. <laughs> <laughs> and he chooses to murder people for their hearts to bring his dead mum back to life rather than... You know, like, go on to become an acclaimed surgeon who, now, like, Shag, saves lives. I'm not a doctor. No, you're not. <laughs> Thank you for that confirmation. <laughs> um, if someone died a few decades ago yeah. from a condition... Yeah. And if you met someone in the present day <laughs> who was suffering the same condition, <laughs> would you, as a hypothetical doctor... <laughs> Form a view that uh, someone in the present day could cure the now three decade dead uh, person in your life. It, it to be fair, mm. it's one of those things where they start with a premise and they just run with it, and they're Is like, this "We just the need to get to Batman: the, the Animated Adventures episode of Mister Freeze." How they turn him into a sympathetic character. Who's trying to heal his wife of like, he's always, frozen sickness? I mean, this is an aside, but he's always been kind of a sympathetic character. Oh, I thought he was just a nonsense idiot in the no. 60s, 70s comics. He was like, I've got a freeze gun. Bang, bang, bang. No, he's always been, because he's always, like, he does have the the partner who is, like, who is sick and he's, fr like, he keeps her frozen till he finds a cure and blah, blah, blah. So it's not like that though. She's which, which is, which is, you know, like if, if we go back to that film, Batman and Robin, is the opposite of someone like Poison Ivy who just wants to use plants to yeah, take to, over the plants world. Plants to dot 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 question mark. <laughs> Sounds awesome. Shag, can we do um, the Dark Knight Rises or something on the podcast soon? Is that a horror movie? It's not a horror movie. We can. Just... I mean, we can talk about it. We do talk about anything, but. Uh, if we if we lose the premise, do you think <laughs> Joseph Gordon-Levitt was denied his right to be Robin? Yeah, by I'm, the subsequent DC universe. or Darkwing or whatever. No, yeah, Nightwing. Whatever. Sorry, yes. Nightwing. sorry, we're talking about the same thing. Yeah, as you said. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a shame. I really do think that's a shame, and I don't. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, anyway, that's. Shag, do you think that's going to make me sad thinking about it? The first two thirds of the Dark Knight that I generally watch ahead of the final third that I generally fall asleep during are the superior two thirds or should I try to stay awake during the final third as well? I actually really think when you watch 
those films again and again you get a lot more clarity and they make a lot more sense than they were led like that that people talk about them and i also realize how much of a meme i'm becoming when you know when you see those people where it's like whoa watch out for dudes who aren't favorite movies are christopher nolan and the dark knight films it's like but i genuinely love them <laughs> and it's like i can't deny it. it's like no they're great films and i love them and so be it if mm. i'm a very stereotypical dude anyway, this is weird doctor who's just behind you right now we we are off track but it's relevant so Dr. Giggle sees Jennifer, diagnoses from a distance her heart condition <laughs> and follows and kills the other girl Max was kissing. But Jennifer sees him coming and manages to escape. Officers Magruder and Reitz find her and take her to the police station. <laughs> but like for safety. Cool, okay. Through a flashback, Officer <laughs> Magruder explains to Reitz that he knows how Evan Jr. escaped the night that Dr. Rendell was killed. He was on guard duty at the morgue where the bodies of Dr. Rendell and his dead wife were. Now, again, I don't think the career progression of a police officer is morgue guard. Yes. 20 years later, police officer. Strong agree to that. Anyway, so he was on guard duty at the morgue Mm -hmm. where the bodies of Dr. Rendell and the dead wife were. After midnight, upon hearing giggling coming from the morgue, he went to investigate. He noticed the dead wife's body moving and then witnessed Evan Jr. cutting his way out of her with a scalpel. His way out of her? He realized that Evan Jr. escaped by his father cutting open the back of his mother's corpse and sewing it shut with him in it. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Like, should I and care? it's that thing we were saying before where it's like, yes, you can wear the skin of someone else, but you're not an exe- You're not. It's not like you can pass for that person. Yeah, to be like, hey, don't worry. <laughs> it's fucking Hitler. Sorry about everything, guys. And just to confirm, uh, I'm guilty of war crimes. Upon being spotted by Officer Magruder, a blood-covered Evan Jr. hisses at him and threatens him with the scalpel. Why has he got blood? Like, corpses stop bleeding after a time. Anyway, sorry. Officer Magruder passed out from the shock of the trauma, only to wake up and find Evan Jr.'s mother's corpse sewn shut and all traces of the event at the morgue wiped clean, except for the fact that clearly the corpse would have been sewn shut and would have evidence of someone being inside it. Is this the worst one we've done? Anyway, I'm also still having fun, though. That experience has left Officer Magruder an alcoholic and an insomniac. Sorry, fuck. Like, I thought he was a member of the police force who was achieving stuff. So Dr. Giggles makes his way to Jennifer's house and attacks her father. Officer Magruder goes to investigate Jennifer's house and finds her father there lying in a pool of blood. Dr. Giggles mortally wounds Magruder, who, recognizing him as Evan Jr., angrily shoots him in the side before dying. Reitz arrives soon after, finding his partner dead and Jennifer's father wounded, but alive. Meanwhile, Dr. Giggles returns to his hideout, performing surgery on himself to remove the bullet. Yes. Also, returns to his hideout. It's like, what what hideout? Where? Anyway, you're right. Super sterile hideout, but yeah, that's fine. (laughs) He then kidnaps Jennifer and tells her that he plans to replace her broken heart with one of those he took from the bodies of her friends. Reitz and Max arrive to save her. Rates puts up enough... Save her. Wasn't she about... Anyway, sorry, continue. Rates puts up enough of a fight with Dr. Giggles that Max and Jennifer manage to escape. Dr. Giggles manages to kill Rates, but is unable to escape before his father's house explodes, apparently killing him. Shag, sorry, did you say killing him? (laughs) There was this other weird word in there. 
Jennifer is taken to the hospital where she is told that the traumatic events of the evening have damaged one of her heart valves and she's going to need surgery to replace it. But sorry, the, uh, Dr. Giggles is apparently dead, so it's fine. Yep. Well, while she's being prepped, Dr. Giggles reappears, having survived the explosion, and is cutting a bloody path through the hospital staff to get to Jennifer. He chases her to a janitor's closet where she spills a bottle of cleaning fluid onto the floor and hits him with a pair of defibrillator paddles, electrocuting him. She finally kills him by stabbing him through the chest with two of his own instruments, which Dr. Giggles has hilariously horrible looking imp- stabby scalpels stabby looking scary medical instruments he has yes that's that's his thing that's how he kills people she finally kills him by stabbing him through the chest with two of these instruments this is the best part this is the best part is- oh my god oh my god okay alright this is the only reason why I wanted to do this so okay okay do you want me to speculate on what's about to happen yes yes you will never guess this. But okay, okay. Does she remove his heart and install it in herself to save herself? Which would be a sick ending. No. <laughs> no, I've got nothing. All right. Okay. All right. All right. All right. This is like you are legitimately going to love this. Yeah, yeah. Dr. Giggles then breaks the fourth wall, staring at the camera and asking, Is there a doctor in the house before dying? <laughs> oh shit like what the fuck that's my this is maybe my favourite moment in the horror movie history is there like is he silly like is there a doctor in the house uh, look I can't like to be honest like I can't remember but even the fact hey, that Siri, it's like um how um how does the fucking doctor from Dr Giggles sound when he says is there a doctor in the house at the end Okay, so he does that, he dies. At at the very end, recovering in the hospital, Jennifer is visited by Max and her also recovering father. Didn't need that end. Great ending we already had. Yep. Um, That was Dr. Giggles. All right. Uh, This was recorded at FBI Studios. Please like, subscribe and follow wherever you can and as much as you can. And Resh's, what's up?